0: Welcome to the Eastside Church Podcast. We're a community-driven church based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and invite you to join us on Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m. For more information, visit our website, eastsidechurch.co. You've
1: got your Bibles open to John, chapter 1. Incredible book, John. We... uh, We talked about Psalm 91 on Sunday, about entering the secret place of the Most High God, and I promise to give you some practical application of how to enter the secret place of the Most High God and abide in the shadow of the Almighty. (laughs) And uh, on Monday night, we have a very dedicated group of about 15 that are coming and uh man i'm 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 incredibly encouraged i'm encouraged by their uh determination and by their willingness to uh you know be pressed a little bit and um and i just can't wait to see what god does it's going to be an absolutely amazing there's going to be incredible fruit coming out of monday night and i can't wait to continue to watch that but in that and And, and Brock's message on last Wednesday, was it last Wednesday? It was last Wednesday. Golly, that was quick and his heart and what God seems to be doing in the church is making sure that we are equipped as families to change the culture and the atmosphere in our homes and our, in the church. And in the marketplace, how many of you know that God can't do with us what he wants to do with us if we're unwilling to change? And tonight we just raised our hands up and said, change us. And, uh, and the way he does that is he makes us more like him. And one of the things that we're talking about on Monday night is that, you know, what we, what, what, what. What happens most of the time is as we pursue God, as we get in the secret places, we get to know him, that we change him. We don't even recognize the change. You know, people tell us we're changing, and we go, no, nah, not really. And because the Lord is just changing you. You don't have to work on it necessarily. You have to work on pressing into the Lord, but the Lord actually brings the change on because you just start naturally acting like him instead of having to try to keep the law. His grace empowers you to become like him instead of you having to concentrate and focus on do's and don'ts. And that's one of the things that we want to talk about tonight and how to do that. And so I'm going to take John, just a moment, and just talk to you a little bit about how John starts off his gospel. And then I want to, um, why am I in the red? I can't. Thank you so much. Oh, I just got a fresh 35. (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) So I'm going to start with John, and then I'm going to move into something um, that I hope helps us all to see that what we need to be doing is accomplishable. Because it seems so oftentimes like a difficult feat. I've got in my hand a 90-day plan that we put together to read through the New Testament in 90 days. When I hand these out, people begin to do them, but they get discouraged and all kinds of things happens because they feel like it's it's just a lot to them. And, you know, one of the things that I really want to do if I don't do anything else over the next months, as I really want to change that culture in this church in a big way. I want to bring us to a place. I want the Lord to bring us to a place, and I believe that he wants to bring us to a place. Brock really has it on his heart that, that this as well, as Michael and the rest of the team, we're all just in total agreement that this is what the Lord's doing here. He wants to take us to a place where we really, truly are people of the word. And when I say that, I don't say that in a religious sense because I don't, I really want you to separate the word of God from religion because people get prideful about their knowledge of the word of God and and how they can how they can walk through the word of God. The word of God is not so that you can be prideful about your intellectual ability to digest what God's word says and how will you do that. And there's so many people who do it or how well you can present it after you read it. God's word was intended for you to be able to understand that he wants relationship with you. It's all about relationship and not about intellect whatsoever. Now, no, you don't shut your intellect off You don't shut your intellect out. You have to use your brain. He gave you one. But you have to also cover the ground between the brain and the heart. Because your heart doesn't need to be hard. Your heart needs to be pliable and moldable because your motivation is hard. He says he knows the thoughts and the intents of your brain. No, he doesn't say that. He says he knows the thoughts and the intents of your heart. It is is given to you so that you can know the nature and the character and the ways of God and that you can be in a personal relationship so you can abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And let me just tell you, we had an incredible, how many would say worship was off the chain? Good? Pretty decent in the presence of God in the room. Without his word, he has nothing to give you tomorrow so that you can be victorious he let you out of prison, and if you don't have anything, any instruction from the word that the Holy Spirit can pull from and give you something to step on, you have nothing for God to give you so that you can walk in his way. That's the relationship that God wants you to have. So abiding in the secret place is worship like we just experienced, not only here but in your homes. I got a, I got a little... Uh, uh, image of Anna's little girl in full-bore worship this morning. She sent it to me, and it was precious. I don't know how many she sent it out to, but she sent it to me, and it's amazing this little three-year-old or four-year-old just charging after Jesus. How old is she? Okay, she's three, four, or five. She's that big, full-bore, wide open, eyes shut, And you can see in the TV, it's in the background. Worship going on. The secret place of the Most High God. Relationship. This is Jesus. He is not limited to this, but he is the word of God. You do understand that. This is a person. This was What a person said. This is revealing the personhood of Jesus. Listen to what it says. You with me? John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the word, capital W-O-R-D. And the word, y'all know what capital means, right? Capital W means that that is a reference to God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word, capital W, was with God. Jesus was with God, and and Jesus was God. That's how John starts his gospel. He was with God, and he was God. He was in the beginning with the Father. All things were made through him, Jesus. And without Jesus, nothing that was made that was made. Nothing was made that was made. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. In Jesus was life. In the word was life. And the life was the light of men. You don't separate Jesus and the word. John's not doing it. He's putting them together. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend it. The darkness can't handle it. Darkness never casts out light. You can't bring enough darkness that's going to cover a light up. Light is always, always, always going to cast out darkness. Darkness can't do anything with light. We were just discussing, we were reading the bait of Satan, just discussing a minute ago. We were talking about in, in, the, in the Psalm 91 on Sunday You know, there's nothing that can snatch you out of the Father's hand. There's nothing that's going to have authority in your life more than God's authority in your life. There's, there's nothing that can get you. You're ungettable. No matter what hell throws at you, you're still going to be victorious in the end. Victory is yours. And the book references Peter where Jesus looks to Peter and says, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. You remember that scripture? And Jesus says, but I said no. He's going he's to smack you around a few times. But you're going to be victorious in the end. Isn't that right? Darkness never can comprehend the light. There was a man sent from God. His name was John. The man came for a witness to bear witness of the light, to bear witness of Jesus, to bear witness of the word that all through him might believe he was not that light he was not the word he was not jesus he was not messiah but was sent to bear witness of the word to bear witness of jesus to bear witness of the messiah that was the true light jesus is the true light the word is the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world every man There's no other way to get light except through Jesus. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own. That means he came into his own domain. He he came into his domain that he created, and his own people did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right, he gave authority to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who trust in his name, who trust in who he is and what he accomplished. He called you, he gave you authority to be children of God. Hebrews says he grafted you into equality with Jesus. Isn't that awesome? He gave you the right, the authority to become children of God to those who be, who trust, believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but the will of God. And the word, Jesus, the light, the Messiah became flesh. He became human and he dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of power more power than we can muster up on our own he was full of that power and he was full of truth. The word truth here means he was reliable, he was consistent, he was faithful. He was full of power, and he was full of faithfulness. He was full of consistency. God, that's so good. When you think about your life and what's available to you. John bore witness of him and cried out saying, this was... He, this was he, Christ, Messiah, God, of whom I said, he, God who comes after me, the word who comes after me, the light who comes after me, is preferred, is a higher rank, is what the word actually means, before me, for he was before me. He's a higher rank than I am because he's always been. He's always been, and he spoke everything into existence. And then he comes as a man. And then he grasped me in to bring me into equality as a son of God. He gave me that authority to be called his son. And of his fullness, his abundance, is what that word means. And of Jesus' abundance, of the word's abundance, of the light's abundance, of the Messiah's abundance, we have all received. And grace for grace. And the power of God working in your circumstances, and then the power of God working in your circumstances, and then... The power of God working in your circumstances. And then the power of God working in your circumstances. And then the power of God working in your circumstances. From grace to grace to grace to grace. All he's doing here is describing who he's about to write about. This is all a description of the person that he wants to introduce you to. So this is not about a book. This is not about law. This is not a new law. This is not commandment. This is relationship. Let me introduce you to a dude. He's Messiah. He's King. He's higher ranking than. I am. He's before all things. He created all things. He is the word. He is the light. He is the Messiah. He is supreme. He is everything. Let me introduce you to this man, Jesus. And when you come into relationship with Jesus, all the fullness, all the abundance that He has for you, you have received. Y'all need to just say that. Let's read that together. Is it up? You don't? Do you have it? You don't have that? Okay. Let's read this. Do you have your Bibles? I hope you do. I'm reading from the New King James. It says this: He, co- who, he who comes after you is preferred before me. He's he's higher ranking. And of his fullness, say that, and of his fullness, his abundance, abundance, I have 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 received received. from grace Grace. to grace. grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he is the one who declared him. And so in the, in the first verses of John, all we've got really is an introduction to the Savior. And then the rest of the book of John and all of the other gospels bring you, the gospel means good news. We learned this the other night, and you've heard me say it many times. Good news It's always good news. It's never bad news. It's always good news. He brought good news. This is good news about Jesus and the person of Jesus and the introduction that he is making to you and me there's a savior, there's a creator God, there's an incredible being that wants to bring abundance to your life from grace to grace, which is power working in your circumstances that does more than you can do on your own. That's what grace is. He wants to bring that over and over and over again in your life to reveal his glory and to reveal his glory and to reveal his glory and to reveal his glory to you as an individual. He does it as a church. He does it collectively. But his goal is to introduce it to you, his abundance. It's already been given. You have to learn how to walk. You have to get to know him. You have to abide in the secret place, in the shadow of the almighty. Now, here's the truth. Here's the truth. Here's the hard part. Now, I'm, not, I'm not coming down on you. This is still good. I'm just telling you the facts, the things of uh, the way it is. I hear people all the time, all the time no matter where i go there is a struggle to read the word of god on a consistent basis it's just there's always a struggle even in our class we're having people going man it's just so it's just so hard i'm getting behind and it's so much i says three chapters <laughs> well just that out of that Men do it all the time. Men don't even read. That's why they don't make newspapers anymore. They quit reading. Unless they're in the bathroom, somebody said. I'm gonna tell you something, listen to me, listen. You cannot live in the secret place of the most high God without reading the word on a consistent basis. It's absolutely impossible. It's impossible. You've got to know your God. It says about him. Listen, David says, because you love me, you pursued me, and you knew my name. You knew my character. You knew who I was. You, You came after me. You charged me. You got to know me. So that's why I'm doing this. You can't afford to make any more excuses. We've got to stop, all of us. We've got to encourage each other. We've got to make sure we're doing it. We've got to get in the word. No more excuses. You hear me? Say it with me. No more excuses. Every day in the word. Now what I'm about to do is kind of crazy. We're going to read the first three chapters of Matthew. And the reason I want to do it is because it's our first assignment on our 90-day deal. Okay? Now, what I'm going to show you is it takes 9 minutes and 36 seconds. I'm not kidding. It takes 9 minutes and 36 seconds. And what people do, oh, it's so hard. It just takes so much time. You just don't know what my life's like. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Oh. I don't have nine minutes and 36 seconds to get to know the creator of the universe.
0: It's just too much, God. And Aminadab the father of nation and Nashun the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David the king. And David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah, and Solomon the father of Rehoboam, and Rehoboam the father of Abijah, and Abijah the father of Asaph. And after the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel, and Shealtiel the father of Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel the father of Abiud, and Abiud the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim the father of Azor, and Azor the father of Zadok, and Zadok the father of Akim, and Akim the father of Eliud, and Eliud the father of Eleazar, and Eleazar the father of Matan and Mattan the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David were fourteen generations, and from David to the deportation to Babylon, fourteen generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ, fourteen generations. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Chapter 2 Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? and remained there until the death of herod this was to fulfill what the lord had spoken by the prophet out of egypt i called my son then herod when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men became furious and he sent and killed all the male children in bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet jeremiah A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted, because they are no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there, and being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. Chapter 3 His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us
1: That is absolutely undoable (laughs) every day. Now, that's nine minutes and 35 seconds or something like that. I've got it written down exactly. nine minutes and 36 seconds now the reason I want you to have a spirit-filled life Bible is because it comes it has incredible commentary at the bottom that is as good a teaching as you're going to find anywhere It it is the general editor is Jack Hayford who is my mentor who does most of the notes at the bottom, and then there are kingdom dynamics that will help explain that you might take five or ten more minutes to read all those things to give you insight on what's going on in those three chapters, and you're done. And you could go through the whole New Testament in 90 days. And then in the next 90 days, you could do it again. And the next 90 days you do it again, and the next 90 days you do it again. And I tell you the truth, you will not be the same human being. You do that four times in a row in a year. And you'll know the Savior. You'll know his name. You'll be close. You'll be living and abiding in the secret place of the Most High. And and, and it'll be the shadow of the mighty, Not because you're intellectually smarter. It's because you're going to know the savior. We've got to commit to it. We've got to help others commit to it. We can't value our TV time. We can't there's no time greater. There's no volunteer time at the church. Listening to Christian music on the radio, especially Christian radio stations. <laughs> And I'm being nice is more valuable. You cannot let anything have more value than this. Are you with me? And so with our students, our students are doing this and reading the proverb of the day. In other words, they're reading there's thirty proverbs. So if today is uh, what's the day, the eighteenth? So today is Proverb eighteen. And you just read a proverb a day along with this. And you can get, uh, it's called you version on the Bible. You can download the app. It's free. It, it gives you all those. It gives you New Living Translation. He's really a terrible reader. Uh, you can get the message. You know, if you like the message, the message is there. It'll read to you. Uh, the New King James won't read to you, but that NSV is really similar uh, to that. I think the NIV reads to you as well. Uh, and I love doing it that way, personally. You know, anytime I prepare for a message, I'm doing John chapter 7 Sunday, is when I'm preaching on Sunday. I will listen to John chapter 7 10, 15 times this week with different translations. And I'll just, it'll just, it'll roll in my head. I'll have John 7 just like, Wah! see what I'm saying? That's how you get God, that's how you do what God asks you to do, and that is to come into relationship with him, and there's no substitute. You you do that, and you have conversation with God. Now, you've heard me talk about it before, and I have 16 seconds. You've heard me talk about it before, but I pray so oftentimes not on my face. You need to pray on your face. You need to pray in the spirit. But you also just need to say, all right, God, I'm about to go in this building. And you know who's in this building. But I'm surrendering to you right now, and I'm believing that you're going to go with me, and your grace is going to be enough when I walk in here. Here we go, God. You just go in, and you go in with Jesus, and you surrender that thing to him, and you're constantly in conversation with him. And then you're praying about your family, and you start making lists of things that you're praying for. You look at your phone contacts. You've heard me say this a lot. Your phone contacts is the best prayer list you got. Everybody in your contacts needs prayer. Yes? Yes. Those two things bring you to the secret place. There's There's no other thing. Surrender, know God in relationship with him, through his word, and have conversation. Amen? Father, in Jesus' name, we do say, I'm available. I surrender. Grace to grace. You said you're going to give me power, God. Give me power to call myself out. I pray. Let's pray that. Father, give me power. Father, give me power to call myself out, to get myself in line. I say to myself, soul, line up. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.
0: Thanks for listening to the East Side Church Podcast. If you have any questions or need more information, visit our website, eastsidechurch.co.